pod we are without scores and we might never have scores for week five of liquored up and it is your commissioner brian with none other than the dictatorship nick moore i mean to, uh, it's a deposed dictate dictatorship right i'm like deposed. i think i'm in exile up here in madison you think so i don't know i mean you know i was removed from power and i'm just i'm just hiding out up here and you yeah. know what the the rabble is is gathering outside your doors, so yeah. Well, you're always looking to form a, a coop, if you will. <laughs> I ain't no chicken. <laughs> Coo, sorry, God damn it. Alrighty, yeah. So we are here, and we are just going to quickly discuss what's going on. And you know, nothing's going on, but we are going to fill the dead air for the next hour, just kind of going over, uh, look it up, and you know, any pass forwards that we might have, and there might not be any pass forward, but we're going to discuss it. Um, but first, Nick, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so the Hop House down the road uh, released their annual recreational chemistry, which is uh, their hazy double IPA. And every year they use different hops. So I'm enjoying that. We've got uh, Strata, Azaka, and Citra hops. So Nice. I love me some Citra. What's the, uh, do you got an ABV on that puppy? Um, eight percent. Nice. Well, I am also drinking a hazy IPA, a double hop as well, double dry hop. It's a turtle hunter from Big Grove. I pretty much only just drink Big Grove. Really, I just go to the I go to the grocery store and I just figure out whatever IPA they have. Um, so it's got Citra, Mosaic, and Echinot hops. I don't know what they are, but they're delicious when you put them all together. It is I, interesting to me that uh, you choose to get your big hot your Big Grove from high V rather than big Grove. Yeah, that's, I think it's a, you know, it's like the same price and I'm just shopping there to get, you know, the vegetables and all the other uh, food for the house. And There's no way it's the same price. Maybe not. I don't know. I can screwed. Um, yeah. It's a, it looks like it chocks in at 7.4%. So it is a nice little uh, Sunday night beer. Yeah. Nice little slipper. So like uh, Nick, you put Spencer Radler in, as your starting quarterback this week, he got a little rattled and seemingly when he fumbled the ball for the first or second or third time, he must've done something to break stats for fan tracks. You know, and, and there will be um, opponents of mine out there that will point to that benching as the cause of all their problems. But I assure you we were into the second quarter when that happened and everybody's scores still read zero. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like it's the, it's the only thing that I can draw a line for uh, happening. I guess if it's convenient, it has to be right. So, so when when do you think this is going to get fixed? Because we get we got this email tonight. And yeah, this... and I actually didn't even know there was an email. I saw Jamie was asking about it, so I pulled it up here before the emergency pod sesh, and I mean that was nothing. <laughs> it was not a single thing. Uh, I think the, the interesting thing is what Creed pointed out is if we get past the waiver wire processing and there's still no scores, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? You know, 
I mean, good luck to whoever's picking up the waiver wire. I mean, I guess you could just look at the top stat performers for the last week and figure out like if any of them are on free agency, but I don't know, or wave yeah. on the waiver wire. I don't know. I mean, my, uh, my thought would be what waiver wire process is Tuesday at 9 a.m. I would say if it gets to be tomorrow night at, you know, 10 p.m. and there's still no scores, like we might have to have an emergency extension of the waiver wire. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I bet we could do that. I mean, Fantrax apparently, uh, you know, the saying I've always said is Fantrax allows us to do everything, but apparently the one thing it doesn't allow us to do is track scores. But I'm sure that we can push our uh, waiver wire up to Thursday or Friday or something like that. I, may, I guess it'd have to be Thursday because there's undoubtedly games on Thursday night, right? I mean, unless, you know, they're, they're playing, but nobody's going to know. <laughs> zero, zero. Yeah, and I think I kind of brought it to you before the call, but I saw that, like, Google doesn't have advanced stats right now. So, like, if you, like, Google, like, you know, Falcons football game because you're really interested to see how many points they scored this week. If you, oh, like, look at – Okay, if you were asking that, I was not understanding what you were looking for. Yeah, and if, but if you like look for like the advanced stat breakdown, there's nothing there. And I know some people today were complaining that Surrey wasn't pulling up uh, NFL scores. And when this first started happening, I thought like, man, Fantrax is probably doing something a little shady to get their stats. They're like, they're like uh, scraping data from ESPN or something like that. But that doesn't seem to be the case if. Other places are having issues, and Eric, I think, said that Yahoo is having issues today. And okay. I know even yesterday, because I was trying to follow uh, the Kyle Trask experience from my phone, and ESPN just only had the score like on their website. It was really weird. Yeah, so I've been uh, following NFL like while we were out on the course today, and ESPN had all the stats for me, but I just pulled up on Google. Uh, and so this is the, whatever, the Giants and the Cowboys which, you know, has been over for a couple hours. Plenty of stats are on ESPN, but the Google stats says no data available. Yeah, so, like, at first I really thought this was, like, some shady shit from Fantrax because, yeah, the company seems like it might be below the board. I don't know. Um, but uh, it actually seems like this might be a real problem. So I think, honestly, what happened here is probably some guy somewhere five years ago built this algorithm you know, and, you know, somehow put the, the technology out there to, you know, pull stats, advance stats quickly, efficiently. And he licensed it out to all these different companies and he fucking retired. You know, it was one of those run in the background, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Or like there was just the guy that knew how to do it at the company and he died with COVID or <laughs> <laughs> he decided, what's it? Oh, this is terrible. What's it? What was this? What's the thing when uh, Jewish people, they, they don't touch technology from like Friday night to Sunday night? Oh, you're talking to the wrong guy, man. Oh, man. There's like a name and there's, it's a joke in Big Lebowski, but like maybe the guy just turned oh, off his phone. The, no, it's the Sabbath is Sunday. Oh, okay. It's something else then. Never mind. Um, it's, yeah, he's like, I don't roll on the Sabbath. Okay. So I'm thinking the wrong thing. But like, I know like Jared Kushner, he just takes every weekend off because he just turns off his phone because he's Jewish. Um Wow. But yeah, maybe that's like the, the stats guy at this company. He just like turns off his phone Friday night. And he's like, I'm going to turn it back on Monday and <laughs> I'll fix it then. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have a thousand missed calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But no, this is like an absolute mess. Like uh, this is going to be like a fun weekend, you know, the first doubleheader of the year. And uh, you just got nothing. Uh, 
I was kind of going through some some of the rosters this weekend just to try and get like a mental idea of thinking of like how a team might have done. And I noticed that Mark didn't even bother setting a roster this weekend. So here's my question is, did Mark not bother to set a roster or did somehow everything get frozen like Friday night and then he updated his roster? Oh, and like well, Mark, Mark if you're listening. Through. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> shed some light on this for us if you're, if you're listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm doubting Mark's listening to this. Uh, because honestly, uh, you know, it's definitely a new place because, you know, I was playing Phil Brooks, uh, as well as Mark. So Mark, if you did not set your lineup, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but Brooks and I were disc golfing all day Saturday and, you know, we're, he's giving me shit for Rattler being benched. And then I'm like, Oh, they're in the fourth overtime. Rattler has like three touchdowns in overtimes. Like, this is amazing. So we're going back and forth, but it's like, you know, I've got three players that went off and I've got three players that did absolutely nothing, but I have no idea where I'm at overall. And yeah. it's like, you're trying to check box scores for other teams to see like, does he have anybody that's like blowing up or what? And so it's, it's interesting. I mean, but. Yeah. I'm playing Peter this weekend and he is uh, Ellinger from Texas. And I was like, I was like, like, this is like a sign that like maybe my team can turn it around this year when it was like the five or six minutes left in the, the game and he threw that interception and I was like, Oh yeah, so great. And then he probably got 40 points in the, the last yeah. five minutes in overtime. It's such bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, what Ellinger is not only their quarterback, but he's like their best running back by far. Yeah. Like he's their whole team. Yeah. It's like, just like they like power him up with a little button. I don't know. It's, not, it's not a good offensive strategy for long-term success, cause obviously, because they're doing poorly. But, oh, no, this is, this sucks. I just uh, – that's the only only thing I have to say about it. I'm trying to think, like, uh, your your game against Phil Brooks was one that I was really looking forward to, and then uh, it was uh, – who, who was the other one that I was really looking forward to? I can't remember now. This is, like – this is some – oh, man, this is good content for Eric. Cause, yeah, Eric couldn't make it, so he's, uh, he's editing the show for us. So he's going to – Cut this part out while I look this up here real quick. <laughs> that chance of that happening. Oh, yes. All right. It was Eric and Jamie was the other game that I was looking forward to. I think both those teams are kind of in the mid-level pack looking to break away. And, like, we just don't know. And, uh, and it doesn't really change anything, I guess, at this point. But it's like uh, – I also realized, like, this was, like, a good reminder of me, like, of on Saturdays during football season that I just literally just sit – generally just watching college football all day, you know, ignoring my son and uh, just like reloading fan tracks over and over and <laughs> didn't even know what to do. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it was interesting. I like, like you said, typically in a normal year, you know, I'm refreshing fan tracks every, you know, whatever, 30, 40 minutes just to try to get a, you know, score update. I was sitting here Saturday night at like 10 o'clock and I'm like refreshing every five minutes being like, have you fixed your problem? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Um, so I guess maybe we should go on to the next part of this though. I did reach out to Fantrax and I got Evan, which is like amazing. I think this dude is just a superstar of their support department. And he was, he, he said that most of the stats like are just like completely kaput. Like they just don't have them at all. But he said that there is one stat that they do have. So we're just going to go off here. Um, this is straight from Evan. So it could be off. I don't know. 
Um, but we have the points for kickers for everyone. So it's kind of cool. Like we get to know like, you know, like what 10% of your score. So we're just going to quickly go down from top to bottom here. So Brooks, Phil got 13 points out of their kicker. Nick. Fuck me. Yeah. No, he was a, he was hitting some bomb, bomb, bombs. How many bonus points he got in there? Uh, I don't think any bonus points. I don't know. I mean, Evan, you know, Evan just gave you a total. He just gave me a total. He didn't, you know, give me much, much other detail. He said, like, don't tell anyone else that you can get this information because they're going to tweet at us more mean things. Uh, but, I mean, Nick, you'll be happy to know, actually, you're number two uh, with 10 points. So that's not too bad. Then we got a bunch of uh, Niners. So Eric, Creed, Alex, and Peter all ended up with nine. Uh, let's see here. Who Who is it? Oh, yeah. They all got nine. Uh, Jamie comes in at eight. Not too bad. Then we got a little bit of a drop off. We go down to five for Pat. Uh, Casey with three. John with four. Uh, myself with two. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, Mark with zero because at least according to the stats that we're able to pull from Evan, uh, there's there's no kicker for Mark. So All right, one and one. I'm, I went one and one. So that's not bad. And what yeah. Eric won your other game over Jamie apparently nine eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean if if. If we don't get any other details, this is these are the stats that we have. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know how the history books are going to read, but somebody right now is winning what three to nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting to how that affects kind of the power rankings and stuff. Yeah. So I guess that's a that's a good natural progression. Uh, how are you feeling about the league, the power rankings? Like, what are you thinking this year? Um, I'm actually loving the league this year. Um, I, I've been doing the power rankings, but I haven't, I'm, I'm not broadcasting them yet just cause, uh, I've had some other stuff going on. Uh, and last time I feel like I started doing the power scores like on week one, week two, and we just didn't know enough yet, you know? So we're going to let the polls simmer. Yeah. You need those data partners. And, uh, yeah, it'll come out probably in the next few weeks. Maybe we'll get our first, first power ranking, but um what i mean we only have one undefeated team left yeah and creed and creed won the game against he won he and i played both of us had low scoring games so you know he got lucky to win i got you know unlucky to lose but it was 99 98 or something so really the overall you know top 10 probably teams are i think pretty even uh top 10 yeah i mean you look at this uh the standings, you know, nobody's out of it yet. Um, now there are like, you know, three or four teams that have put up some points. I'd say Peter and then Phil Brooks, Creed, have all put up a lot of points consistently here. So, but yeah, I think the season's off to a good start considering, um, you know, <laughs> COVID and everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely have Creed, Peter and Phil Brooks is like my top tier um, elite right now. Uh, you know, of course, getting some scores from the past weekend could change that a little bit, but I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that Peter's going to go as far as Ellinger is going to go. So if he keeps doing this thing at the end of this, at the end of the games, like he did for Texas tech too, I mean, Peter's going to be okay. So what and I want to know is who does Texas play in the first week of the playoffs when it's the round Robin or not the round, oh, it's the back yeah, yeah. right now. Because if yeah. it's Iowa State, I'm going to laugh so bad because <laughs> I think Iowa State's defense has bottled him up the last couple of years. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is like the wild card, right? And I guess to get off topic a little bit, but like, I, like that's like Iowa State's not really a, a Big Twelve team right now. They're like they sometimes play good defense, and teams don't know how to handle that. They're, they're used to just keep scoring so that we can try and score again. Did you watch the uh, Alabama Ole Miss game? Oh my God! Yeah, that was insane. Starting in the third quarter, they just start talking about this is X history book stat against Alabama's defense, like over and over, like just like nobody's like the last time somebody ran for 400 yards on Alabama was, you know, 2004 or something. Yeah. And then after the game, did you see uh, Saban is like, they fucking stole our signs. Yeah. I mean, I don't really buy that. I think like, I mean, maybe, but like, that's kind of on you. If Kiffin was at your school two or three years ago and you haven't changed stuff up enough where he can still pick it up. Um, and I think there's probably plenty of other really good defenses or uh, good offenses on an SEC that somebody would have picked up if he's still using those signals. So I don't think that's it. Well, um, two-thirds of the SEC head coaches, like, used to work for him, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. So it's like – and he was on the offensive side. Like, if like I could see it with, like, Kirby Smart, right, because he right. is a defensive guy, right? So yeah, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, that was – I mean – it was technically not a good football game, but it was a really fun football game. Um, right. Because, like, man, like, especially in the fourth quarter, there was just no way Ole Miss was stopping Alabama. It was just like, you were like. Yeah. Well, um, and I think Alex said it in a tweet or whatever in our little group me, where he was like, somebody said, oh, they don't, the SEC is the new Big 12. And Alex is like, yeah, because I want to see 10 punts in my, you know, <laughs> be entertained, you know, 10 to three. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has a point. <laughs> um, so to get back on topic so that we can get back off topic in a minute. Uh, like, how are you feeling about like the free for all team situation? Like in the sense that there's like five conferences that we're pulling players from. Do you like that? Or do you not like that? Well, I don't mind the larger player pool. Um, and I think you can obviously see, there's been zero trades. Yeah. Um, so having that larger player pool, it's like if I'm trading a good player, I better be getting a damn good player back. You know, so then it's like a like for like switch. It's like I have a top wide receiver, you have a top running back, maybe we're having a trade. But the trade market is basically, as far as I can tell, dead for this year. Because Yeah, that's a good point. Especially when you look at the waiver wire, it's like I mean, any team can have some Joe Schmo just blow up the week before. And it's like, do I really want to trade a 10 reception wide receiver to somebody else? Or I can just drop my second tight end for a guy that just, you know, blew up for 150 and two TDs. Yeah. 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 There's definitely like, I guess it's a good thing given COVID and all this stuff, but it's like, it doesn't feel like you're, there's not a player to pick up. There's always somebody that you can pick up on the waiver wire, which is kind of nice. Uh, Cause especially like when it gets into the last few weeks, normally you're just like, all right, this, this player is shit. And it's like <laughs> kind of help, helpless. Um, the one thing I don't really like is, you know, like last year was a really good example with the American because American always has that Thursday night game, or at least last year, they always had that Thursday night game. I was like, I always like knew the pulse of the third conference because, you know, you follow the Big 12 and Big 10 pretty closely. And it's like, I just like don't know, like, you know, I see like, uh, I don't know, like Charlotte and I don't know, like, 
uh, Charlotte, I don't even know who. Coastal Charlotte. Carolina. Yeah, and you know, like, I don't know which one of these two teams is good. Like, I don't know, like, and so, like, it's it is kind of hard, like, in the matchup side of things because, like, there's just, like, so many different – all these, like, Conference USA games, like, are going on every weekend. Like, I don't know, like, which team is the good team and which team is the bad team. And it's, you know, like, a little insider secret from normally how I always try and do my defenses if things are falling off the rails. That I just, like, I'm like, all right, so who's playing Rutgers? Who's playing Kansas? And, like, just, like, pick up their defense and for a week and as a rental. And I just don't have that feeling in my head right now, which just kind of sucks. I mean, I hate to break it to you, BK, but that is no secret. It's no Everybody secret. Everybody has the same strategy. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, what I have found the most fascinating about this season is, uh, you know, week one aside, the number of players that are putting up not just goose eggs, but like, you know, under two or three points where you're not sure did they have a COVID test because they're not on an injury thing. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like, you know, I mean, it's happened to, as far as I know, like four or five guys, people have like played their team. And then it's like the guy, you look at their stats and for two or three games in a row, they've had five, six targets, whatever, 15 rush attempts. And then all of a sudden, you know, for one game, it's like, they get one catch or mm-hmm. they don't even get a rush. And you're like, were they only playing for a blowout? No, it was a close game. Like, I think that's uh, definitely a side effect of this year. And I have no idea if that's script, game planning, COVID issues or what, but it's definitely, you know, been something that a lot of teams seem to be struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. I had that problem. I had this past week, actually, it's probably going to be the reason why I lose uh, to both my games, but I had, player from army which in my mind i'm i'm like all right army they run the option they're semi-good they're gonna be like navy last year not the case at all um where like navy was just like (laughs) the only reason why i was good last year and then uh and so i I had an army guy that i I just keep every week i just keep trying them and it's not working out i'm gonna keep trying them probably a few more weeks and then uh so this this week he he just didn't play it's just like all right he's not playing and, you know, again, getting to, like, the thing of, like, not following all these conferences closely, like, how am I supposed to know if, like, Army is going to be playing a player or not? It's just, like, uh, I don't know. And then same thing with the Texas Tech player that I have where, in retrospect, I'm, like, speaking of what I just said about the Iowa State defense a few minutes ago, I was, like, you know, like, Iowa State defense is good, so why would I play a Texas Tech player this week? Uh, well, mainly because I still think that Cliff is their coach, but I realize that he's not now, and they actually <laughs> suck. Um but he just like randomly didn't play either. So, you know, 20% of my team just sitting on the bench. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely been a problem. And I know actually, well, yeah, I mean, Casey had that the first week of the season where he had a player for uh, for uh, Kansas just randomly not play. And if the player would have played and had a pulse during the game, Casey would have beat Pat, but he came up a few points short. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's just one of those things, I guess we're going to have to go through it, but it also leads me into the other issue and it's not an issue, but it's just like a, you know, I feel like on Monday you always look at your roster and it's like, Oh man, if I would have done this person or if I would have played this person, but now having like a, whatever, eight person bench, 
like the odds of you playing your top available uh, yeah, it's worse. Like non-existent. It's so much worse now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, speaking of what I mean, this, it's because, you know, I, I was kind of like what you're saying, like you're looking at the stats this week because you don't have any fucking stats. So you're like, <laughs> how did I do? And yeah. I, got, I got into that hole, and I had a player for Notre Dame that I should have played, a running back, and – I guess, again, because mentally, I think that Florida State should be a good program, and I think we're going to talk about this in a few minutes. But, like, of course, he just shredded up Florida State and probably got 30 or 40 points because he got two touchdowns, 150 yards. So I guess that's probably closer to 25 points or something. But it's like, why would I have not played that guy? Like, of course he's going to just shred up Florida State. They suck ass. Yeah, so I have one last uh, comment on this particular topic. But um, – with the player pool, you know, being all the conferences, I definitely feel like in years past when it's like, yeah, we have the big 10, we have the big 12, but we have that random third conference. And if you meet somebody on the street and you have like, just a, you know, kind of a random conversation about football, it's like, you can drop knowledge on the American athletic conference. Right. And you can sit there and people will be like, man, this guy knows college football. I feel like I know nothing unless it's like on ESPN or the talking heads are picking it up and it's just like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I think like, yeah, that, that's kind of an interesting thing where it's like just in general, you'd think that you would know more about what's going on in the lower level stuff this year, but it just doesn't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a weird year. Right. So it's like, well, and it's only going to get worse as soon as the big 10 and the PAC 12 start up. Like, yeah. Oh, man. And I, I feel so bad for, I mean, US, UCF lost, but, uh, you know, like whoever the top rated group of five is, mm. like, this was yeah. the year, right? It's like the playoff is going to happen. There's two of the conferences are gone. The Big 12 is cannibalizing itself. Yeah. And it's like, this is the year. And then the Big Ten's like, no, uh, no, uh, we're coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I mean, I, I still I still wonder. I know they said that they're not going to expand the playoff this year, but I wonder if like it's going to be like November. Like, like you know what? Fuck it. Like we're going eight teams this year. We're just going to see if we like it. Because that so, is like the is the one thing I've enjoyed about this year, where it's just like you know, there's all these norms that aren't official rules in college football that you follow, like you schedule ten years in advance, and you know this year you just say fuck it, we're going to schedule a team next week and play them. Um, so maybe. So I did read a good article about why they're not going to do that. And it's because obviously the general public is going to lose their shit about how amazing it is to expand it permanently going forward. And they already have like, I think the contract for the current format goes to 2026. And so the, the article I read was like, when things go back to normal, like we still have an eight or 10 or 12 team playoff. Like, when we go back to normal, we can't go back to four teams, which means they're just never – they're not going to expand it until they're forced to from a contract's perspective. Interesting. But you'd think they just make – I don't know. You know, it's, it's all money, right? Because it's just – you just can't – I mean, I would have thought – I just read today that uh, Minnesota just cut three sports. Mm. So, you know, at the end of the day, it is money, and it's money that could be paying for – I mean, I think Iowa cut four sports. Yeah. I mean, it's just – yeah, home of the home of the the breaststroke was invented at the University of Iowa, and now they don't even have a swimming team. Which I just feel like you need to have a swimming team. Well, I uh, did see that a group of uh, alumni or boosters like raised. I think it ended up being like over three or four million dollars, 
and they said we've got we basically have a check we're going to write for you and we'll write it if you reinstate the four programs yeah man, it's not happening um, yeah i know i haven't read what happened but i mean there's somebody's making a shit ton of money off the interest there for just holding three million bucks for a couple months yeah it's true it's... <laughs> build a better football locker right facility um so I think uh, maybe we should just switch to our off-topic, non-liquor up topic. So something, uh, kind of speaking of the world that we live in this year, I've been like this this morning. I was reading some articles about how uh, Tom Herman needs to get fired, Bo Pelini needs to get fired. How do you feel about like coaches being judged on their performance in a COVID era where they're probably doing practices over Zoom? Well, you're gonna hate my answer because right. it's a case by case basis right case like case yeah on a on a general stance i would say you pretty much say 2020 is so out of the ordinary that it's just a wash and you just push it kick the can down the road on the other hand lsu's defense is so <laughs> bad and i know they lost so many guys in the nfl but like and it's it's not even that the defense was so bad against mississippi state you have to look at what's happened since Mississippi state in the last two games, since upsetting LSU, I think their quarterbacks thrown eight interceptions. Yeah. He's on my bench now. Um, and LSU has still been given, I mean, they've been a sieve, so there's no improvement. So, you know, maybe one shitty defense, that's a shock, like, okay. And then you see if they improve, but we're, you know, I don't know they're four, three or four games in now and LSU gave up, they just lost to Missouri, 41, yeah. 44, something like that. And, and you know what, though? I mean, part of that is obviously upon Bo Pelini for giving up 40, 41 points. But LSU also had the ball on the goal line, and uh, Missouri held. So, I mean, obviously there's some offensive blame to go along there. But um, Bo Pelini did give us a new amazing meme. Did he? I didn't. You, so there's a picture of him, like, he's taking his hat off, and he's, like, rubbing his head, and his face is just, like, what have I done? Like, this is so bad. And then some of the memes coming out of the progression are just priceless. All right. Well, maybe that'll be, I'll have to look that up and maybe that'll be my pick of the week. <laughs> but I don't know. I just like, I feel so, I mean, I just feel like some of these fans are like judging everything as if like, I, I, I well, going into the season, I wondered like a big thing about college football and just football in general, it's, it's like, there's a big yearly practice, right? you got the spring practice where like you go to a spring game and it's televised and it's all this BS. And then, you know, it seems like they have a, a summer camp and then they have a fall camp and it's just like practice, practice, practice. And I'm wondering for these, some of these coaches, if like maybe they were actually practicing and it's like, it turns out that some of these teams just suck without practice, especially just on the defensive side. I think you, I mean, I guess kind of jumping leagues here, but like the NFL is just seemed like an explosion in points this year. I think part of it's just because like defenses can't keep up or, you know, I guess what we were talking about Al earlier, Alabama and Ole Miss, like I would not be surprised if Ole Miss loses the rest of their games and Lane Kiffin had just spent the last three months over Zoom, like just dissecting Alabama with his players. Yeah. I mean, uh, to, to your point there, you, you mentioned something about the defense and um, what was it? Week one when BYU won what oh, 55 yeah. to three and it came out afterwards it was like ken niamatalola was like oh yeah we we haven't been tackling practice <laughs> I was like, what? 
Oh my god, that was so great. And then there was news after that that Navy was gonna start practicing or tackling at practice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I think we should be taking COVID very seriously and a lot more seriously than we than we are. But if you're gonna be playing a football game, you should just fucking tackle because you're gonna be tackling the opponent. So it doesn't really matter if like. <laughs> well, and I mean, honestly, uh, all these live sports has really got me questioning, right? Like. I, especially in the U S where our testing is not, you know, there's so many false positives or like the reliability doesn't seem to really be there. Yeah. The rep, the rapidity of it is not really there. Like um, I just read an article that like some team is going to start testing like a 32nd test. And it's (laughs) like the 10 minute test is like not super accurate, but it's like, we're only letting players go if they're testing false which is good but then it's like we're not 100 percent sure and then like what was it the the memphis team that like apparently was just like fuck it we're going to a party bus yeah they missed what three weeks because of that like i don't know i just Uh feel like you know the players aren't wearing masks on the field and that's fine i mean if they're playing they're playing like whatever but you know, like we can't be surprised when it's like, oh, such and such team fucking tested positive for COVID. You know, yeah. or you know, I mean, I, I can't believe this hasn't been like a bigger story, but Arkansas State had an outbreak, and then going up to play, and that was following the game against Kansas State. So you don't really know where it came from, of course. But then the game against Oklahoma and Kansas State, it wasn't until Friday that you actually knew if it was going to happen. Like it wasn't like widely publicized, but Kansas State, since, you know, the Big 12 was smart and built in that bye week between games, apparently Kansas State didn't get a lot of reps in between those two games because they were also dealing with some COVID issues. So it's like, it's just it's a whole fucking mess. Yeah. Well, 2020, man. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think to, like, sum that up, I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, these coaches really shouldn't be judged on the year. But uh, what do you feel about Mike Norvell? He's kind of a big name. Yeah, uh, so I'm just piggybacking on your story. So my little whatever nugget I'm bringing in is uh, Mike Norvell, uh, which I hate to say it, but I loved him at Memphis last year. He was an offensive guru. I mean, he had a ton of talent. He comes down to uh, Tallahassee, and, you know, they couldn't get Charlie Strong out the gate fast enough. But um, what was it, like a week into his tenure – uh, you know, COVID yeah. going and he's like, I've talked it. Oh no, it was the George Floyd uh, death. Oh yeah, yeah. So George Floyd uh, happens. And like, you know, a week later, Mike Norvell <laughs> comes out. I've had personal conversations with every single member of our team and we're stronger for it. And then all of his players are like, this is bullshit. I've never talked to this guy. I don't know. Like I haven't even met him yet. So that whole thing's like raging. Uh, the team is obviously garbage. Um, after the first week, uh, Mike Norvell gets COVID. So he's coaching remotely right now. And so his first six months uh, at Florida State, I can only describe as being at home in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, We could just as easily be talking about anything to do with Rutgers here. Um, And I was reading his contract buyout details. Um, He's guaranteed 85% of his remaining salary which means right now with Mike Norvell and the decisions that he has made and the way that he's, you know, driven the program, 
if they want him to go the way of Charlie Strong, would cost $22.5 million. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, right? Obviously, these guys are competitors. But hey, you know what? Like, if I think if I got to that point, I'd just be like, you know what? I'm going to bail. Take 20 mil. I'll, I'll talk it down to 15 to make it look like I'm a good guy. And then I'm going to go sit in the Bahamas or whatever for the rest of my life. It's just not like well, that idea. You know, honestly, I mean, if I, I've never, I, I don't think I could ever be a coach or whatever, but if I was like, I want to be a coach, my life goal would be to be the next Charlie Weiss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what it was, his total buyout was 20 million from the two schools combined. Yeah, something like that. Oh, it was, uh, uh, what a fucking genius. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, yeah, and it's just like, you know, ineptitude. I don't know. Like, you, you wonder, like, how much actual thought is being put into some of these job searches where it's just like you you, you assume that there's like some smarts going on in the back room but well and i i wonder how much of this because charlie weiss was a good coach right he came up and he came up under belichick Belichick. yeah yeah he came up under belichick he gets a head coaching gig he goes from making you know whatever 750 to 1.5 mil a year as an assistant and then notre dame's like yeah i'm gonna pay you $4 million a year. We're going to guarantee a salary for whatever, 40 million bucks. Like where he's like, Hey, I made it. I'm done. I don't, I like, I am set for life. If I win a zero games and that, that's what he did <laughs> basically. It's not a, it's not, I mean, it's not a bad way to go. And then man, his, his son is coaching somewhere right now too. Uh, yeah, I forget where, but uh, I just saw a piece on it where is it is it the Hard Knocks, one of the Hard Knocks places? Oh, maybe that's it. Um, I just remember that I was seeing that like Charlie Weiss Jr. because he even like, which is, I mean, you know, like if, if if they would have named him like George, you know, Weiss, like maybe people wouldn't draw the connection, but it's like it's, it's impossible not to. And so like even if his son ends up becoming the best coach ever. It's just like, I feel like for the next 10 years, it's going to be kind of like a giggle whenever you hear that. Yeah. All right. Did we have anything else we wanted to cover? I mean, that was, you called the emergency session. Uh, I, so I brought very little to the table. Yeah. um, I guess. Yeah. I called the emergency session so much that Eric was just like, you know what? I don't even want to listen to this. All right. He probably doesn't even want to listen to this. He said, I am going to start a Zoom for you. I will edit it. Yeah, I assume he's going to do a really good job and cut out all the pauses and all that stuff. And yeah, he just like started the Zoom, and I guess I don't even know. Some, apparently, this recording is going to go somewhere. Um, the the final thing I just wanted to kind of cover is some of these Antrax tweets because they're just so great. So I was just going to read some of them aloud. Um, so there's, let's see here. Recently, actually. Uh, I know one member of Lookered Up has a, I don't know if you want to call it a burner Twitter account, but like it's a Twitter account not associated with them. We're not going to name them, but it is their Twitter account. And as I was going through the tweets earlier today, I had noticed that a member of Lookered Up had actually kind of got into the dog pile and actually uh, kind of messaged somebody else about what was going on here, which I thought was kind of funny. I mean, I've got a, I've got a guess, yeah, but well, only because I know of a burner account. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I just know that when you're going through these tweets, just know that someone from Lookered Up is out there rapping, uh, not in their name. Ooh, do you want me to? You want me to take a get? Like if if I hear it, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna peg it. No, I mean it's just we don't need. We just you know we're good. Um, 
Maybe we don't need to discuss it. Um, oh, actually, while I'm checking Twitter to get this here, it looks like the Lakers won the championship tonight. So go Lake Show. It's number four for LeBron. Speaking of the championship then, uh, shout out to Jamie, uh, who joined the DraftKings uh, sportsbook. <laughs> you just tell me about this. And he used my referral code. I used the free bet that I got from that to wager on the Lakers to win the championship. So, Jamie, uh, that 10 bucks I just won is uh, thanks to you. Appreciate it. Nice. Well, you should give them all a cut of that and just keep it going. All right. So, some of these fun tweets are, hello, Fantrax. If you could get your crap together, it would be greatly appreciated. It's not a really good one. Um, I that that's just like a soft open to like better yeah, material. That's just it. Yeah, that's kind of boring. Been using you guys for the past three years for college fantasy and have enjoyed it. Hate to see this happen, but from what I've heard, stats are out from other services too. Oh, this, this person is man. That was very uh, it went nice in their yeah, review. It went nice. Um, okay, all right. I, I found it. All right, Anthony is is a real baller here. I get a minor issue, but this outage is unacceptable. I would hope a refund of Fantrax fee is coming. Not having a backup plan is lazy. Ooh, actually, <laughs> this is actually the same guy that somebody from Liquored Up responded to earlier. Uh, hey, just a reminder, your entire company's existence is contingent on getting this fixed soon. No biggie. Wow. Uh, Putting the pressure on there. Let's see if there's any more here. Oh. Let's see here. Uh, just somebody like really caring about their lineup. If people have lineup changes to consider that rely on knowing what score in their matchup is, I really wonder how much that's actually true. You know what? I'm just like my entire team's shit, so I'm just gonna go and probably just pick somebody up randomly off the waiver wire. But uh, yeah, but not everybody has the same dog shit. pile, uh, dog shit team as you. Yeah, so. it's, it's really bad. I think my favorite um, tweet or you know response in the G chat so far this season it was after like the first or second week when not all the teams were playing yet and your team was bad and you're like i keep looking at the guys that haven't been able to play yet and i'm thinking there's a good team here somewhere <laughs> i don't know I, I thought alex is actually just this weekend about bk <laughs> kept thinking bk knew about this this morning and he and he didn't want to make us stress or whatever. I don't know. That's really good. Um, I, and you know what, Alex, to answer that, I'm, I'm going through what you're going through now because as your leader, I need to show you that I'm strong and we can get this, get through this together. Um, yeah, he really strong-armed Evan to get us the kicker scores. So yeah, well, I mean, don't hey, forget kickers, that, guys. Kickers, kicker scores are important. Uh, all right, the final one is the folks at Fantrax have had their entire business crippled over 48 hours now by depending on an anonymous third party. Ooh, so they want to unmask the third party. Um, this is why they'll never be number one in fantasy sports. Um, that's a good one. Uh, so my only problem about like a lot of these are, I think these are like all college football fantasy people. And as far as I know, it's, it's only fan tracks. So it's like, they're kind of holding us by the balls, unfortunately. Well, so this is my thing is, uh, Fan tracks, I don't know if they're going to be number one in fantasy overall because, you know, Yahoo and ESPN are so established in NFL and whatever. But 
Fantrax is number one in the not mainstream fantasy. Like you can go out and you can do fucking NASCAR fantasy. Like like Fantrax has got leagues for almost every sport. And it's, you know, so they're definitely, you know, the provider of non NFL, non baseball. I don't even know what else they do. What else do people do? EPL. Don't you have a, a secret EPL league that you're in? Uh, it's not secret. I've uh, been pretty upfront about it. In fact, I think I actively recruited everybody in the league. <laughs> but yeah, there is an EPL league uh, that we have going on that's been enjoyable so far. Cool. And do they have stats working for that right now? Uh, so this weekend was actually an international break. So there was no EPL this weekend. Oh, interesting. Okay. So um, we hope that it gets resolved before next weekend when... Yeah. Uh, Gareth Vale makes his triumphant return to the Tottenham Hotspurs. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, go Spurs. Um, final uh, digression here, because I think we're about at 45 minutes, and I wanted to keep it around here. Uh, F65 challenge, how are you feeling about that? Like, uh, is it going, is it working the way that you wanted it to work, or? Um, yes and no. Um, I would say, you know, Peter has basically hit on every one of his picks. Um, and so he is out to a big lead. He did use his um, wild card this weekend. Oh, interesting. Uh, so we'll have to see if stats get updated. You know, otherwise, hey, he's just wild card. He got a bunch of zeros. So, hey, maybe everybody's right back in it. Well, um, yeah, that's an interesting point. All right. I mean, what are the stat rules for F65? Is there a third-party stat provider for you? Um, no, it's, I mean, I just, it's our, our, back off Fantrax. Wow. So you just, so, so what if Fantrax is, you know, it's Tuesday, you're turning over your, your weekly email, it's all zeros. Is that just what everyone gets? I mean, we're going to, we're going to play it as, as long as, uh, the actual liquored up league takes it, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. We're in uncharted waters here. All right. But, uh, I will say on the flip side, uh, you know, Alex is the only one that's paid me, uh, so far. Uh, and uh, so it's probably an oversight on myself for not you, collecting money early. Hold on here. Hold on here. You don't get any free promotion at all here. You you need to you need to go collect on your own ways. Well, what I'm saying is the only reason Alex paid, uh, so I'm meeting him and uh, Casey and Peter and I was sitting next weekend for a disc golf tournament. And so I'm staying at an apartment with him. And so he was like, hey, you owe me 75 bucks. And I was like, here's your $68. I'm keeping the $7 from the F65. <laughs> That's not going well then for you. But I will say that, you know, um, what I was hoping was just something else that people could, you know, pay attention to if they wanted to. And that is happening. But also, you know, you know, it's pretty clear, like, you know, Peter is in the lead and there's, not going to be a whole lot we can do unless, you know, people have something go right and we'll, we'll see, but it's been hit or miss for the F65 year one. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to draw comparisons, but as a lower run player for 2020, kind of feel like it has a feeling of some side bets, you know, where it's like the side bets are tailored to good players or good teams. And uh, it just feels like, you know, I'm, 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 participating in the f65 challenge but my team sucks and my f65 team also sucks so it's just kind of like a weekly reminder of how bad everything is so i think you know creed's not doing the best there and so apparently he's kind of missed i think though last week i think he did well but 
Yeah, I mean, the F-65, we'll get uh, at, at the end of the year, uh, we'll finish it out. And if I can collect the money from everybody, then whoever wins will get a bottle. If not, then it'll just be an experiment that wasted, <laughs> you know, nine people's time. But uh, I don't know. We'll get some feedback at the end of the year if people liked it, want to do it again, or, you know, whatever. But I just was doing it as another option out there. So I know there's yeah. people like Eric that – you know, want us to have a whole nother fucking F sixty five challenge G chat because he doesn't want to read about it. Well, I got news for you, Eric. You don't read anything else, so don't worry about it. It's just like everything else. Wow. All right. Well, I think that strong language is maybe a good way to stop. <laughs> so yeah, this is the liquored up emergency pod. There are no scores, and instead you get forty five minutes of babbling with no other information except Evan gave us the kicker scores and Nick has something to end us on. Yeah. Before we go, I just wanted to give one last shout out to John. Uh, best joke he's probably uh, said in the last three or four years, uh, 40 hours into the uh, fan track stats, not working the, the casual is anybody else's fan tracks not working for them. <laughs> I got a good chuckle out of that, John. So we appreciate it. Well, that is uh, the only way to end things outside of the S my D hazy J in your V that you're gonna brew. <laughs> <laughs>